Shalom family, this is Brother Yaquab. And today I'd like to do a lesson about the Bible. Is it a history book or is it a religion? And if it's a history book, who is it speaking to? I'd like to give all praise and honor and glory to Almighty Ahiah, Ashur Ahiah, and his son Yeshaya, his son, and also the Holy Spirit, which is wisdom. I also like to give another shout out to Dana Speaks Talk Radio. And today we're going to go over um, the Bible, right? Now, the Bible seems to be this religious book, right? Whenever you bring up the word Bible, people seem to get, you know, religious or they say, or you're speaking religion or I don't want to have nothing to do with that. That's a religious book. Well, today, um, most how willing, we're all going to get understanding about the Bible, showing that it is actually a history book and it's talking about the Israelites. Now, you can't help but read through the Bible and understand that you'll keep seeing Israelites this, Israelites that all throughout the scriptures, right? But you'll hear people say, well, I'm a Christian and the Bible's a Christian book. Well, today we're going to prove that the Bible's not a Christian book, right? First, let's open up the Bible, right? And we talked about Israelites. We hear about Israelites. Who are the Israelites today, right? You can't help but come up with this name um, or it's the people that's in Israel now is the Israelis, right? Or Jewish, as they call themselves, right? But are they really the people of the Bible? Okay. Now, from our reading and understanding, and it's showing in scriptures, to be an Israelite, you have to match scriptures. But first, let's take a look at a definition called religion, right? The word religion means the belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially a personal God or gods, right? And some of the synonyms that go along with that is faith, belief, worship, creed, sect, church, cult, and denomination, okay? Now, in today's society, we have a whole bunch of denominations, right? We have from the Pentecostal. We have from the Baptist. We also have Jehovah's Witness, um, Islam. The list goes on and on. Buddhist, Shinto, um, many, many different religions, right? All these denominations. Now, we have the ones that call themselves Christians or Christianity. But we're going to bring out today that when you read through the Bible, you can't find any of these denominations in the Bible. You can't find anything on becoming a or joining Christianity. OK, we're going to go over that as well. But you do see Israelites. OK. Um, let's look at the word cult, right? Now, a lot of people have seen people today call themselves Hebrew Israelites, right? And they claim that they are the people of the Bible. Well, I'm here to prove today that they are the people of the Bible. Let me rephrase that. We are the people of the Bible. And the first thing when you do call yourself a Hebrew Israelite is they say you're in a cult. But let's like, let's take another look at a definition and let's see what the word cult actually stands for. It's a system of religious uh, variations and devotion and directed towards a particular figure or object. It says a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. Hmm. Now, when you say you're a Hebrew Israelite and you're living your life according to the Bible, you tell people that it's a way of life. It's not a religion. Let's look at that definition for a way of life. Way of life definition is the typical patterns of behavior of a person or a group. Hmm. Hmm. We finna get into that. 
And we, you can't help but seeing this way of life in scriptures. You notice something else about the Bible before we get down into it. It's talking about nations. There's no denominations in there. There's no organizations in there. It's nations. Okay. Now, you'll notice something about these different religions is that they use something called supersessionism or replacement theology. Okay. They'll say that being Israelites replaced now and that the church is the one that has, um, that's, is them in the scriptures and that bloodline Israel has been replaced. Hmm. So with that being said, let's take a look at a scripture, right? So one thing being a Hebrew Israelite or being in Christianity, one thing they both can agree on is that, that the word of the most high, he does not lie, right? He does not change. Let's take a look at Malachi chapter three and six first, right? Let's see if the most high changed his words, right? Malachi three and six. That's what we're going to open up at family. Malachi chapter three and six, right? And as we turn in there, a lot of people want to say that the Hebrew Israelites only stay in the Old Testament, but we're going to get this in New Testament as well, right? The one that they call Jesus Christ, correct? Now, we know some Israelites say that his name is Yeshua, which I call him by Yeshua. We have some of the Israelites saying Yehoshua. We have some Israelites saying Yehoshua. Okay. I'm not an Israelite that gets stuck up on the name. Okay. Whatever flavor you may want to use. That's fine. All right. Let's take a look at these scriptures and let's get it down pat. So Malachi 3 and 6. And I'm going to read it verbatim so everybody can understand scriptures. Now, I'm using a King James 1611. All right. This is Malachi 3 and 6. It says, for I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. So right there we see in the scriptures, the father says, I change not. That's so you sons of Jacob are never consumed. So let's go in the New Testament and let's see if Jesus changed anything, right? As they call him, I call him Yeshua. Or let's better yet, let's say Christ because the word Christ means anointed, Correct. So let's see if Christ changed anything. Let's go to Hebrews 13 and 8. And let's see if he changed anything. Hebrews 13 and 8. All right. Hebrews chapter 13 and 8. And as we turn here, you got to ask yourself something. If you're a Christian, right, and the Israelites have been rejected, why are you turn into a book called Hebrews? Just food for thought. So Hebrews chapter 13 verses 8, it says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. So we see right there, the son of the most high doesn't change. We know the father doesn't change and the son doesn't change. Okay. Well, some may say, well, you know, he's doing the father's will and, you know, he, he, he changed all that and everything was nailed to the cross and everything. We're going to get all of that. We may not get it right now in this session, but in, in the future, we're going to get all of that. We're going to see, did he change what the father said? What was the father's will in the first place? Okay, so let's go to numbers. Let's go to numbers and back this up again. And let's see if the father changes. Now, as we turn into numbers, I want somebody to understand something about the first five books of the Bible. The first five books of the Bible from Genesis to Deuteronomy is what you call the Torah. Okay, these are the law books, as they say, the law of Moses. Moses got this law from who? He got it from the Most High. So really, this is God's law. Okay, this is God's law. This is coming straight from the Father. 
Now, let's take a look at Numbers chapter 23 and verse 19. Numbers 23 and verses 19. And I'm going to read it verbatim again. It says, God is not a man that he should lie. It says, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken it and shall he not make it good? The father doesn't change family. The son doesn't change. They don't change. So. Whatever the father said, it's going to come to pass. No matter how I feel about it, no matter how you feel about it, even an angel in heaven may feel about it. It's going to come to pass. Let's take a look at Isaiah 55 and 11. Isaiah 55 and 11, family. Isaiah chapter 55 and 11. See, one thing you learn about truth. Truth hurts, family. Truth hurts. But that's why we're going straight to the Bible. It's not about my opinion. It's not about your opinion. Isaiah chapter 55 and verses 11. It says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. But it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things whereto I sent it. So when the father speaks something, family, you seeing this right here, Isaiah 55 and 11, whatever he speaks is not going to come back void. I mean, it's going to go out and accomplish everything that he said. If he promised something, you best believe it's going to get passed. If he says it's going to destroy something, it's going to get destroyed. Again, no matter how I feel about it, no matter how you feel about it. Let's stay in that same same chapter, Isaiah 55, and let's go to verses 8. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Nine, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, that's coming straight out of the father's mouth. He don't change. So how can Christ come change what he just said? Now, some of you may be saying, well, the Israelites got rejected because they killed Christ. Family, that is religion speaking. When you stick to the scriptures, now you're talking about the way of life. See, as an Israelite, I go by laws, statutes, and commandments, what the Father gave us. That was not done away with. Law means rules. What nation you know don't have rules? Every nation on this earth has rules. If not, it will be chaos and you won't have a nation. You have just a big mess. So, with that being said, let's take a look at Jeremiah. Let's see if the Israelites were done away with. Jeremiah. And we will go into New Testament family and we will back this up. Let's go into Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah chapter 31 and verses 35 through 37. So let's see if the Israelites were done away with. Jeremiah chapter 31 verses 35. It says, thus says the Lord, which giveth the sun for a light by day and the ordinance of the moon of the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea when the waves thereof roar, the Lord of hosts is his name. If. 36 again, if 
those ordinance depart from before me, says the Lord. Then the seed of Israel seed means bloodline offspring. Also shall cease from being a nation before me forever. And we know the word forever means forever. Forever does not change family. 37 says, thus says the Lord, if heaven and earth can be measured, if heaven can be measured, excuse me, if heaven can be measured and the foundations of the earth search out beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done, says the Lord. So right there, you see, we have the sun for a light by day, don't we? Don't we, family? The sun still comes up in the morning, don't we? So it's shining bright and daylight over everybody. We had an ordinance of the moon and the stars for light by night. We still had a moon come up at night. We still had the stars at night, family. Does the waves in the sea not still roar? Do the waves do not go back and forth, family? Roar and crash against the shores, crash against the rocks. We have all those ordinances. Verse 6 says, if those ordinances depart, that means they stop. Then he said, the bloodline of Israel, the seed, the offspring, will stop being a nation before him forever. So that means Israel is still here, family. Verse 37, can you measure out the heavens? Can you go out there in space and take a ruler or something and measure it out and tell somebody how long heaven, how the heavens, how long it is, how long space is? Can you, can you do that? Can you go down to the deep, darkest ocean and search it out? Nobody has been able to do that. He said, if you can do that, he said, then I'm going to cast them off for everything they've done. So when you hear these religions saying that the Israelites were, got rejected and thrown away because they killed Christ. The father's telling you right here. If still this is not enough family. Let's go into Romans. Let's go to Paul. Let's go to Paul. Let's go to Romans chapter 11. And this is New Testament. And as an Israelite, I'm showing you that we are not limited just to the first few books of the Bible. We're not limited to just what they call Old Testament. As Israelites, we use the entire book because why? This is our history book. This is Romans chapter 11, 1 and 2. It says, I say then, has God cast away his people? God forbid, for I am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. This is Paul speaking, and he's letting you know of his pedigree. And he's telling you right there in verses 1, God has not cast away his people. Verses 2, God has not cast away his people, which he foreknew. So this is showing you right here, the father did not do away with the Israelites. So family, that scratches a lot of religions. That's showing you that they're lying because the father does not lie. He's not a man that he should have to repent. He's not going to go back on his word either. Once he said it, it's going to come back to him and accomplish everything that he wants. His thoughts are not our thoughts. See, and these different religions, they'll tell you that they're the Israelites now, that there's the spiritual Israel. This is what you have, the replacement theology or the supersessionism. So you have to ask yourself, who is the real cult? Who is the real cult family? Let's look at a definition for Christianity. The definition of Christianity is the religion derived from Jesus Christ based on the Bible, based 
on the Bible as sacred scriptures and professed by Eastern, Roman, Catholic, and Protestant bodies. Family, you need to understand something about them Romans. The Romans were enemies of the Israelites. You hear about them all the time in the New Testament. So you have to ask yourself this question with this definition. Why are you listening to anything that the Roman Catholic Church bring you? When did the father give them authority to teach the scriptures? When did he give any Gentile outside nation, Gentile, non-covenant, the, the authority to teach these scriptures? And you have to show scripture where the father gave them. Let's take a look at Romans chapter three. Let's go to Romans chapter three, family. Romans chapter three. Romans chapter three, verses one. Romans chapter three, verses one, it says, what advantage then has the Jew or what profit is there of circumcision? Much in every way, chiefly because that unto them, who is them? Jews, right? Were committed the oracles of God. What are the oracles of God? The law family. Before I keep going, I want you guys to understand something. I want the family to understand something. Why is Brother Yaquab like he's bouncing around, bouncing around, bouncing around? Let me show everyone something, family. Let's go to Isaiah. Let me show you how to understand the scriptures. Let's get Isaiah. Let's take a look at Isaiah chapter 28, family. And we're going to go to verses 9. This is how you get understanding of the Bible. You may say that, well, I'm cherry picking, I'm cherry picking. We're going to prove to you today that the religions that you're in, they cherry picking. They have taken one verse and made an entire religion out of one verse. And that verse I'm talking about is John 3.16. You have to read the whole chapter in its context. You may say, well, what, Brother Yaquab, you're not reading the context. Let me prove something to you. Isaiah chapter 29, verses 9, it says, Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast? For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept, line upon line. Line upon line, here a little and there a little. This is how you understand the Bible, family. A little bit can be over here. A little bit can be over there. You have to put it together. This is not cherry picking, family. Verses 11, it says, For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak this people. Will he speak to this people? Verse 11 says a lot right there, family. When we go deeper into learning about the Israelites, and proving to you who the Israelites really are. Verses 11 is going to make a lot of sense. It's going to go with the line upon line, precept upon precept. Let's keep going real quick. Verses 12, it says, To whom he said, This is the rest wherein you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. Verse 13, it says, But the word of the Lord was unto them, precept upon precept, Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, 
here a little and there a little. Here a little and there a little. Let's take a look at Psalms. Now watch how this is going to precept. Line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. Let's go to Psalms. Psalms 119. Psalms 119. Psalms 119, verses 4. And it says, You has com commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. Who's commanded us to keep the precepts diligently? The Heavenly Father. Let's stay in the same chapter. Let's stay in the same chapter, family, and let's go to verses 42. Same chapter, verses 42. It says, so shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproaches me, for I trust in your word. So the people that come against you, you have to be able to get them an answer, right? Trust in the word of the father. You don't trust in the word of man. Let's stay in the same chapter. Let's keep going. Let's stay in the same chapter, fam. Let's go to verses 104. Notice how big this chapter is, right? Look at all these verses in here. We're going to verses 104. It says, through your precepts, I get understanding. It says, therefore, I hate every false way. You trust in the Father's word, family. You hate every false way. That means the, the preacher that gets up on, on the, the pulpit and use one verse and then explains his life for about four hours. Does another verse, another few hours, collection plate, collection plate, collection plate, collection plate. What have you learned? What have you learned? Verses 104 again, it says... Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Nobody in this Bible family is telling you to join Christianity. Your Lord and your Savior that you call Christ, he ain't telling you to join Christianity. Are we followers of, of Christ? Yes. Yes. I'll be one of the Israelites that tell you, Yes. I follow behind the Messiah, but I am not in no Christianity. No, I am not a Christian, but I am a follower of the Messiah. That is my king. Without him, Israel will have no hope. It's just that simple. It's cut and dry. Let's jump over to verses 128. Same chapter, 128. It says, therefore, I esteem all your precepts concerning all things to be right. And I hate every false way again. Hate every false way. So all these other religions, they false ways. False. Any truth mixed with a lie is a lie. Just that simple. You cannot go around and tell Somebody, one thing, the scriptures are saying another. If you do that, you being in a false way and the father going to get you. He going to deal with you. This is not religion, family. We're proving you today. This is the word 
of the Heavenly Father, the one true power of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's who we're proving. That is the God of the Hebrews. Okay, let's look at Joel chapter 2. Let's look at Joel chapter 2. One thing is, and as we turn into Joel chapter 2, you're going to learn something about the Heavenly Father family. And you're going to learn something about his scriptures. The whole narrative is about Israel over and over and over and over again. We just learned that Israel's not put away with. He's not done away with his, his chosen people. Joel chapter 2 verses 27. Joel chapter 2 verses 27. It says, and you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. And that I am the Lord your God. And none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. He's showing you right here who he's the God of. Now, I'm not one of those Israelites to say that the actual bloodline descendant Gentiles can't join or cleave to the house of Israel. But I will not sit here and pretend that it's some people or some races out there that the father has deemed for punishment or deemed for destruction. Understand something, family, about these scriptures. If you are stuck in Christianity, you need to read this book and diligently search for the father. You need to seek his face because the Israelites did not get out of punishment, family. We did not get out of punishment. We're still suffering from the effects that our ancestors have done to this day. As I state again, and I tell you, I am a bloodline descendant of Abraham, of Isaac and Jacob. And I can tell you and show you in scriptures, I do not need a DNA test. And that we can point out and show you our people that no man seeketh after. See, if you are a Christian, you are commanded by Christ himself to seek that which was lost. But in some Bibles, they have managed to take that out. Let's take a look at Matthew 18 and 11. Matthew 18 and 11. This is New Testament. You are commanded to search for Israel. It is not a request. It is a commandment. And if you say that you love Christ, you say that you love the Heavenly Father, then why aren't you keeping his commandments? Matthew 18 and 11, it says, for the son of man is come to save that which was lost. Now, in the NIV, some Bibles, they have completely erased that. They have completely erased that family. Let's go to Matthew chapter 10 and verses six. Matthew chapter 10, verses six. And it says, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. This he commanded his disciples family. He said, go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And they say the house of the whole earth. He said the house of Israel. And read it verses five. He even tells them. I'll read that for you. He says, these 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them saying, go not into the way of the Gentiles, into any city of the Samaritans, 
enter you not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, we just read in Hebrews 13, he says he's the same today, yesterday and tomorrow. So you mean to tell me now he's going to change and say, oh, no, 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 no. Go to them. Go, go, go to the other people. He didn't say that. He said, go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. See. It must be in scriptures, family. It must be in scriptures. This is not a religion. I keep saying that and keep, we keep showing you in scriptures. This is not a religion. This is a family affair, family. Let's go to, to Matthew chapter 15. Let's go to Matthew chapter 15, verses 22. Matthew 15 and verse 22 says, And behold, a woman of Canaan, of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, you son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and beside him, saying, send her away, for she cries after us. Now, if Christ was sent to everybody, and then he didn't speak one word to her, and she was vexed with the devil. Why his disciples say, come on, master. You know you were sent to everybody. Bring her on in, and let's heal her up. No, they told him, look, get rid of her. She, she chasing after us. Get rid of her. Now, why ain't nobody rebuke nobody? Why ain't nobody rebuke nobody? Say, no, we don't do that. No, we love everybody. They didn't say that. The king himself didn't say that. He didn't even answer her word. Verses 24. It says, but he answered. Now he going to answer. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep. Of the house of Israel. This woman is a Canaanite. And in Mark, it goes more in detail. She's a Seraphonician. A Greek by blood. Not Greek by nationality. A Greek by blood. Seraphonician by nation. She was not an Israelite. See? She was not an Israelite at all. This is why he said, I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He would have clearly said right there, I was sent to the whole earth. He wasn't. That destroys John 3.16. All you got to do to destroy John 3.16 is read high and read lower. And they tell you right there, it was only dealing with Israelites, family. Again, we're not cutting out the Gentiles, the actual bloodline Gentiles that's supposed to cleave to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. And you may be saying, well, why is Brother Aquab bringing up about Bloodline Gentiles. Ain't it only one set of Gentiles? No, family. There are two sets of Gentiles in New Testament. You have your bloodline Gentiles. And you have our northern kingdom. Israelites. That was taken on Gentile ways. That was considered Gentiles. That's a whole nother class. Right now, we're showing you that the Bible is a history book for Israel. I'm going to show you something about supersessionism or replacement theology. I ask this question all the time, and this is to get your mind thinking critically. Family, can you go to Japan or any other nation, pick up their law books, pick up their history books, read it, read it thoroughly, practice it better than the people of that land? Will that make you a Japanese person? 
Hmm? Would that make you Japanese by blood? No, we're going to go further. Let, let, we, we're going to do the same steps. We're going to go. We're going to pick up the Japanese law books. We're going to go pick up their history books. And now we're going to make a church saying you're going to be a spiritual Japanese person. The actual Japanese people going to look at you like you crazy. And rightfully so. So why do people think they can pick this Bible up and think they're a spiritual Israelite now? Because there's no such thing as spiritual Israel anywhere in these scriptures. Anywhere. Now, how can Brother Aquaf sit up here and call himself an Israelite? But he's black. Or so-called black. Family, black is a color. Black is not a race. My hair is black. My skin is totally different than the color of my hair. Am I considered dark skin? Yes. I am brown. I am like a honey amber color. Brown. The typical average, what they call so-called black man in America. How can I prove that I'm an Israelite? So let me ask you this as we turn to Deuteronomy 28. Actually, better yet, Leviticus 26. How can I possibly prove that I'm an Israelite? How can the people in Israel prove that they're Israelites? You have to match the scriptures, family. You have to match the Torah. You have to match the Tanakh. The Tanakh family starts with Joshua all the way to Malachi. You have to match the prophecies. You have to match the curses. And right there, some may be saying curses. Yaquab, what, what do you mean curses? So, with that being said, um, we're going to stop right there, family. And on the next um, part two, we're going to pick back up at um, Leviticus 26. And then we're going to go on to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Until then, shalom, family. Much love.